Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to University of Young Entrepreneurs. On today's show, we have Des Woodruff. Des is a genius, if you ask me. You are going to learn about how to beat the stock market and even how to predict a market crash. That's right, he can predict a market crash. He's been trading stocks for 18 years now, and he has seen it all. He even predicted the 2007 market crash, which he actually made money off of. He also created the world's first online free trading videos website. Des explains how he managed to make this site number one on Google. Beyond the stock market, Des talks about his partnership with the famous UFC fighter Ken Shamrock. That's right, Des and Ken have joined forces and you'll get to hear about what they're working on today and learn their approach to business, which you should take note on. They are killing it in business together and they share with you how you can too. There's a lot of stuff in today's show, so I want to jump right into it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's hear from Des Woodruff on how to beat the stock market. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams. On today's show, this is going to be a lot of fun. I got Des here, and Des and I just met. I got referred by a friend that Des is a rock star, and after talking to him for five minutes, he truly is, and I'm going to jump right into it because we have an hour here, and I know we'll fill it up. It's going to be exciting. He's going to tell a story about the stock market, about podcasting, about working with celebrities, about fighting. You know, there's going to be stuff that I don't even know yet that he's going to tell me and I'm going to freak out. It's going to be awesome. So, Des, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thank you very much. Glad to be here. Let's rock and roll. Yeah, let's rock it. So, let's get started. Tell me where you got started as an entrepreneur, Des, kind of growing up and how it led to kind of where you are today. Well, I have a belief that individuals are either an entrepreneur or they're not. Some people might argue that. Um, I grew up, um, and when I was in grade school, I had an opportunity. Well, this is interesting. I had a, this is an example. Yeah. I had a school building. I was in third, fourth grade, I can't remember, and a lightning bolt came down and smashed the corner of our school building, right? <laughs> really? During recess, we run out there. And I saw the kids pulling up these chips and the bricks and stuff, you know, for their own keepsakes. I thought, man, that's interesting. So I went and gathered up a bunch of them and took them all and then sold it back to the kids. And I thought, wow, <laughs> great way to make money. How old were you? <laughs> I was like fourth grade, maybe. <laughs> I love it. Well, um, supply and demand. I didn't realize yeah. that at the time, but I put those dots together. And, and then from after that, uh, I just thought, I, I, I kind of got the bug making money. I thought, man, there's, oh, yeah. there's a ton of opportunity out there. So I did everything from selling candy at school to I was even becoming a broker for <laughs> sports. I was a bookie. <laughs> wow. Yeah, in sixth grade. Oh. Got busted for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture you doing this very yeah, well. Yeah. Well, um, and, and later on, I... Um, anyway, I was uh, recreating uh, report cards for students on the computer that were identical because I had to work in the computer lab at the time and was selling better <laughs> grades back to the students that they could bring home. Dude, <laughs> we're getting along just fine now. We can relate. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's, what, that's what got me started. From there, um, I just become a believer in opportunity and, um, and a believer in having multiple streams of at a young money. age, I mean, you yeah. were not even in high school, and you were already starting. You were born an entrepreneur. I, I was. So, did you go to college? I did for a short time. Let's let's hear your college story. I mean, well, here's my college story. <laughs> um, I didn't know what I was going to go to school for, so I thought I'll go into fine art. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in fine arts. I'm learning to, you know, paint and draw and sculpt. And uh, 
And my wife at the time, or girlfriend at the time, my wife now, wanted to buy a vehicle. And this was back in the early 90s. And I thought, wow, this is interesting. I'll go down to the computer lab here in college and I'll look for a car. Well, there wasn't any such thing as that. So I thought, wow, you can't find anything about vehicles here on this interweb yeah. new thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I thought, I came up with the idea, man, let's sell vehicles online. So I was, one, I can't say I was the first, but I was one of the first <laughs> that created an online resource to allow people to buy vehicles. So I, I own autoindiana.com and autoillinois.com. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, those two, do they're just domains now. Yeah. I found out that there was a statute in the state of Indiana that kept me from becoming a broker, brokering those deals yeah. online. So that, that hurt me. <laughs> but um, that was a big deal because I, I saw the writing on the wall. And there were people on the West Coast and East Coast both starting to do uh, vehicle sales online or was driving that direction. And, and I thought, man, I need to hit this. It's funny. I went to the SBA, Small Business Association, yeah. talked with them just to get help because they said if you need help getting things started, you know, we can help you out. And I'm in my early 20s. I'm 23, 24, something like that. And, uh, and, and I told them the story. And they said, man, can you guys come back tomorrow? I want somebody to come in and hear this. I say, yeah, absolutely. I had no idea what they, you know, were thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so we show up, and um, this other gentleman comes in, and I retell the story. Your and, vision. Yeah, yeah, of what we were doing. Selling the dream, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, that guy leaned over to the other and says, I think they need an angel. And, and to me, I'm thinking, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, we need divine intervention, <laughs> right? No, it was, we had an individual who, um, I was introduced to uh, venture capitalism. Then. Yeah. Uh, so we were introduced and everything looked great until they won 60%. And Ain't I that said, the truth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I backed away. But I'll tell you, it's probably the worst business decision I ever made in my life because um, hindsight's twenty twenty. I would love to have had the money, built the team around me, and to be one of the first just to Hit kill it. it. Yeah. What were they going to offer you for that 60%? Uh, well, we didn't even get there Get to yet. that? Just... They, they told us 60 and then we walked after that. So That's... Uh... Yep. So anyway, um, so tell me the logistics of that business. What did it turn into? Yeah. Well, what happened was what it turned to well, first, the answer, what happened was, um, that was starting to hit on all cylinders. So I quit going to school. I said, <laughs> man, I'm out of here. Well, it's funny. I had a professor at Purdue university yeah. that was writing books about the internet and this and, and things. So I asked to have a meeting with him and he said, I'll do 15 minutes with you. And after the meeting, it was two hours and 15 I minutes. Bet. And he goes, I want to be in business. Let's do this together. <laughs> then um, when it came down to him you know, quitting his job and me not going back to school, it was a big step. And he wasn't ready to take that step. But I did. I mm -hmm. took that step. So what it turned into was a business that buried me in debt. <laughs> I know that feeling as well, an inventor. I was, I was I was paying I was paying payroll off of credit cards. Oh man, oh, it was horrible, horrible. And I was trying to sell an idea to the baby movers. I mean, mm -hmm. it was a new medium that they couldn't they couldn't define grasp. Yet. But yeah, they, didn't they know. couldn't. And I was trying to get them to shovel marketing dollars into this. <laughs> it was a tough sell. It was hard to do that. <laughs> so um, there was some morphing on what happened with that, but eventually. In, in the 11th hour, I find out that there's a statute um, in the state of Indiana. Apparently, lobbyists got involved with the, for the dealers. Yeah. They said, we're not going to put a, let a broker come in and broker a deal between a dealer and yeah. you know, a private. So it, it, did it just die in the water there? It just died. Just died in the water. Now, I had a big-time attorney say, we can challenge this because they're stifling capitalism. Yeah. And they said that it would be twenty five to 50000 to do it. And I just uh, didn't have the funds at the time. Did to, you— uh, so did you actually make money from that business or was it buried it? me? Buried no. you. Yep. I had to dig myself out of debt. You know, hindsight, everyone says you should have just, you know, BK'd it. But <laughs> what'd you learn from that experience? Um, I learned to not turn away money uh, when it's, when it's available to you, especially if you're one of the first individuals to market. If you're the first to market, you need time to, uh, you know, sustain yourself. 
in that, money. That's smart. And especially, were they going to be strategic investors? Or oh, were they? absolutely. Oh, yeah. It, it's good learning experience. I mean, that helped you for the rest of the things you did in life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So after that experience, which is awesome, by the way, that's very unique. And at you were 23 years old? Yeah. And See? now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> hey, you you were the idea started. Right. Get get that failing done early, and then you could go <laughs> off of that. Yeah, just don't pay payroll off of credit cards, <laughs> dude. I I know what it's like to just bury yourself because you have this idea and you just keep going with it. It's like shit. Now, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where where did it go from there after that? Well, I ended up having to get a job. So I got a job. I feel bad for you at oh, that point, you. man. Bless you, it brother. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> did that, and I started. Um, I. I at this moment, what was interesting is I had a, I started seeing a market change take place in the financial world, meaning that people could start going online to trade a stock. I wasn't an investor. I had a 401k, but I didn't know anything about trading yet, but I wanted to. Yeah. I had an infinity for it. So I thought, man, wouldn't it be great to go in and start trading online? Because I wanted to diversify income streams. I could see, I saw people making money at this and yeah. just do, making a killing. And I wanted to be part of that. And I thought, man, I'm young. I'm in my mid-20s. Let's learn this. So I started learning to trade and uh, opened up an account with E-Trade. That was my first. Nice. Thing. No one even heard of E-Trade. I didn't, no one knew about E-Trade back then. <laughs> so uh, a commission, it may not mean anything to you, but yeah. it was um, $25 to buy and $25 to come out, which was just highway robbery. Yeah, but at the wow, time, man. Much cheaper than that. Yeah. <laughs> with Scott Trade, you can get it for $7. I guess say, I got a Scott Trade at time. I think it's, yeah, that much. It's cheap. Yeah, very cheap compared <laughs> to what it used to be. But it was, you know, we were just getting started into this. Well, um, I um, had great success right out of the gates. I mean, just made a 80% in a couple months on my portfolio, which is just unheard of. Wow. And I thought, well, this is easy. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, and then reality slapped me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I ended up blowing through two accounts, and it was just a humbling experience. I thought, oh, man, what have I got? This is an expensive <laughs> hobby, man. <laughs> Hey, you know, you got that false uh, hope, 80%, then oh. it's like, shit, it's going down now. Yeah, yeah. So I came to a kind of a fork in the road, and I thought, am I going to pursue this or, or stop this? You know, because yeah. I, mean, I need to put a tourniquet on it if, if, or, or change something. So if I wanted to pursue it, I knew I had to quit trading like I was doing and get formalized trading education. So I did my research, found a group, ended up um, paying a lot of money. I paid $21,000 wow. for uh, that education. Uh, but I'll tell you, it was one of the best business decisions I've ever made What in my was life. the education called? Like It, was, it was called um, Teach Me to Trade. Teach Me to Trade. Yep, Teach Me to Trade. That brand's no longer around. And um, so anyway, started trading and had an affinity for it. Uh, just the charts clicked with me. And I started trading. I quit my job. I was trading and became uh, what I would call a, a, their golden child. Were you a day trading or just you were? Swing trading. It's called swing trading. It's where you hold between um, two days to two weeks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So in um, that, I was swing trading in quite a while before I said, you know, I'll quit. And, uh, and I was doing it swing trading. That allows you to have a job. And be able to trade. Still also. trade, yeah, yeah. So, and I do both now. I day trade and yeah. I swing trade. So, yeah. what did you? Uh, I guess what are the biggest lessons you learned from trading? I mean, from at the beginning, for doing good, then doing bad, and then just kind of getting into it and actually being experienced. Well, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Um, yeah. One thing when I went to my education, the thing that I found that helped me the best was. Uh, they gave me reading materials. They gave me a bunch of seminars that I went to, but then they gave me a mentor. And the mentor uh, was the richest uh, source of information that I received. Because you can, you can read something or sit through a class and listen, mm -hmm. but until you're with somebody that does it, sitting yeah. side by side. Oh. Yeah, you know. You got to like hands-on <laughs> mentorship and follow what they do. Yeah, well, there's just something magical that takes place yes. when you're within, you're face to face, and you can talk and you can ask your questions when you want to ask them. So that was 
valuable to me. That allowed me to catapult in my understanding of what needed to take place to be able to trade with efficiency in the markets, right? On a consistent basis, not just a hit and miss thing. That changed everything for me. From, from that time, I was just hitting on all cylinders. And, but the things that I, I learned was education has to come before anything else. I wish I would have learned that early because I had the belief, I do everything else myself. Hey, let's just learn to trade myself mm-hmm. and we'll just kind of roll with the punches. But that was too expensive. That hurt me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So hindsight, 2020, I wish I had formalized trading education early. And actually, that's how I created my business. Yeah. Okay. So experienced trader. And then you got your own business. Well, um, what happened was uh, I started a, I, I was the first person in the world to start doing trading videos. What that means is it's a video you can watch of me showing, hey, this is a stock I'm getting into. This is Apple. And I'm getting in here. And the reason I'm getting in here is because it's a hammer on a bull pullback with, you know, bouncing off the rising 20-day moving average. All, all this stuff, right, Yeah. that I learned. And it was a great opportunity to get in. So I'd say, and this is where I entered because of this, this, and this. And then I entered. Then I would progress the chart on what it did. And then I'd say, well, now I've got a, a bearish engulfing pattern. And I, I think this is going to go down. So I want to move my stop loss up. And stop loss is basically a... A safety net, so mm-hmm. you can't lose any more than that. You know, if the stock goes higher, your safety net goes higher with it, and once it drops, it stops you out. So I just tightened it up a little bit and got out. Then I do the video on on that. People loved it. Oh, it's visual, hands on. I mean, it got it started exploding in the UK first. Why and, UK? Well, because I was associated with a form, a very popular form over there called Trade to Win. And I had a, a forum on there that just exploded, a thread on there that just exploded. And it was called Free Trading Videos, which ironically <laughs> is the name of my business yeah. now. And, um, and I know the owners now. They, they wanted to feature me on their um, front page because they had a ton of people coming in through Google due to my thread that I had going on. So that was a wake-up call to me. And yeah. keeping my finger on the pulse of the market, I thought, wow, man. There's a lot of interest here. So it's oh, capitalized on it. a lot of potential, it. yeah. So I went and got the domain, freetradingvideos.com. So I got that, locked it up. Now I have free online tradingeducation.com. So I have a couple. Um, That's, I wonder why people didn't do that sooner. And what year did you somebody start? Somebody had to be first. Yeah, so I started that in 2004. Nobody was doing consistent daily trading videos before me. And what can I, I mean, every single day you did this you every put, market day. Yes. And I still, to this day, continue to do that. And yeah. so that's what later today you'll be doing, putting up what the market. As soon as the market closes, I'll be firing up a microphone just about like this. Yeah. And uh, showing my screen and saying, this is what happened today. And this is what I expect to happen well, going into the future. You know, I don't know too much about stock market. I tried playing the game. But I lost and I got the emotion in it, too, because you're like, oh, I got to buy, I got to sell. But in the last couple of weeks, seeing the market fluctuate, tell me, I don't... Yummy. <laughs> is that great for you? It's great. Well, um, I, I made more money in the last couple of weeks because the market had a drastic drop. And one day, the Dow dropped 1,089 points. That's a massive drop for the Dow in one day. Just a huge even, drop. Even I, I don't invest in stock. I'm like, dude, this is the time to buy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, buy now. Well, those drops, I was making money on the downside. So I, I like to make money when the market goes higher and when it drops. The market will drop 66% faster than it rises. So it will base, the stocks will take the stairs up but we'll take, we'll jump out of the window on the way down. Oh, yeah. So there's money you can make faster on the downside. So I, I just make sure I'm on the right side of the fence on big moves. I would much rather have big moves. I don't care if it's up or down. Just don't give me sideways, choppy, nothing moves. I don't yeah. like that. So what what advice, if anybody listened that does stock, what advice would you give them right now? Well, <laughs> what, if, if let's say you, for example. Let's say, hey, I'm kind of interested in this. Um, there's a ton of people who are interested in this. And like on our website, we give a ton of free information. So we do free trading videos, right? But then we have a free chart school that people can say, well, he, he used the, 
the name a bullish hammer or a engulfing pattern. What does that mean? They can go to the chart school, see what it is, see examples of those, read about it. It's really, really great stuff. Well, what we also wanted to do is say, let's, if, if you, or let's say my grandma, I use the analogy, if my grandmother wanted to learn how to trade, what would my, what would her first step need to be? Yeah. So I did a bunch of um, video-based tutorials at freeonlinetradingeducation.com that allows somebody, when they sign up, they'll get these videos, and every two days they get this video, and it says, hey, this is what trading is. And it starts them off at A, and then it walks them to Z. So they fully can make a decision on if trading is something that they want to do or yeah. they don't want to do by the end of it. Man, I, I need to go through that because I, I mean, I've read a little bit and did some research, but really most of mine was, like you said, learning by doing. Yeah. And that was expensive learning. Listen, say, <laughs> listen, throw your books away right now. I had all the books, but the problem is you have all this information, all these strategies that kind of, yeah, it, it, it bogs you down. Yeah, and you don't know how to assimilate that info. So what we've done, and we we do this very very well, and we've, um, yeah, we allow people to go through steps. So it's called the one on one course. If you sign up, it's a one on one course, and you can start to find out if trading is for you, and then you can take the step two two on one course, and step three is the mentorship. So what would be your biggest tips before you the next topic? Because I mean, this interests me. In- I'm sure everybody, because they all want to know what is going to be the next way to make money. And now Mastering the Money Game by Tony Robbins, have you read that before? Not yet. Okay, well, that talks about stock, and that's about the most education I've gotten stock. What would be your biggest tips for anybody on how to succeed with stock trading the market? Yeah. Um, there's two things that when they go to a mentorship, and that means they're kind of one-on-one with us, mm-hmm. and that everyone drives towards the mentorship. And we tell them that you have to, one, be in control of your emotions. And you need to take your emotions, walk it to the back shed, and put a bullet in its head. I mean, you had full-blooded in the <laughs> Love market. Love it. <laughs> Love it. And you have to be very disciplined. Everyone says they'll be dis- disciplined. But when, when it's funny, we can give 10 people a winning system, and eight of them will find a way to lose money at it mm-hmm. because of a lack of discipline. So if a person is highly disciplined, can follow the rules, and can be cold stone emotion free um, in the markets will do very well but um, in but you have to have a mentor if you're gonna if you're gonna learn to fly a plane mm-hmm. you know you're not gonna read a book to do it you know you True. Need, you, you need to be with another pilot let's go up and learn how to fly same thing and that's what we what we do well if, if i get in the stock market i'm definitely gonna just call you and i don't have to worry about all the bs <laughs> and i'll be in good hands you'll be in good hands <laughs> well um we i used to um teach and mentor for rich dad poor dad with robert kiyosaki yes and some big names but when my website went number one on google it opened up some other opportunities so so them are two things i want to talk about first let's talk about the website hitting number one how did you get to that point i mean just putting out so much great content and being first to market with the video tutorials well what i found was that because obviously nobody knows what the algorithm is right but what i did find out early before people were even writing about it was um, you had to click several times through the website to get to the content, right? Which is usually you want it on the front page or whatever. But at the time we didn't understand, you know, fewer clicks or better. But at the time they didn't care how many clicks they were getting to the content. Well, what was interesting is that they would go to a video two or three clicks in, then they had their video the video always lasted three to eight minutes. So they were on my site deep for a long time. So when they were reading the metrics, Google reading the metrics, ah. they were one, hey, they're clicking multiple times. Two, they're on the on the site a lot. And obviously people referring back to. So uh, the consistency education. and the time on that site, I mean, higher rank you get. Yeah. Yeah, well, what's interesting, you use the word consistency. What we have found is consistency with new information coming out is something that um, helps, one, build trust, but two, builds a, a person's behavior to keep coming back to access that information that you're delivering. So if it's uh, dynamic and it's good stuff and you have, because man, when you do a video and you're calling something, you're on record, man, if you're you good are. or bad because you're calling it and you've got a, a, a timestamp. 
you know, there and out there in cyberspace. Wow, I'm just talking to you. I'm already visualizing in my mind for my site with the, the content that goes out and getting the attraction. It's so true. Be consistent, but give a lot of great content. And eventually over time, oh, yeah, the, the world is yours. That is. You know, <laughs> with trading, um, what I found out, and I think a lot of interest, you know, with your like yourself and other millennials, that uh, people like the idea of diversifying income streams, but they, uh, what's great is it's a, one of the best business models out there. If you're trading, every dollar to me is an employee, and my employees have to be making me money, not losing me money. With that said, I, I don't have employees that I have to deal with. I can take risk off the table at any moment. I don't have a building to buy. My overhead is virtually nothing. You just can't. And I can make money when the market goes up and when it goes down. Give me any other business model that can even compare to that. There's, There's not nothing. One. However, it's very dangerous for somebody that's uneducated, and I don't recommend it for anybody. Please stay out of it. It will suck the blood out of your life if you get, jump in without the right education, period. So that's your warning, everybody. And how many years do you have experience now? 17, almost 18. Yeah, yeah. so you're talking a veteran. This guy has been through the ups and downs and seen what it's done. I lived through the technical crash. I called the financial crash, 2007. And you made money off of it? Made money off of it. Um, when I called that in 2007, the market crashed 2008, uh, and it was an amazing event. And um, if you go to YouTube, free trading vids, you'll see my YouTube account, and you go to those videos and see, wow, he did. He called the market crash. I bet you get a lot of views on that one. Yeah. Well, there's a few of them because I talk about it. So I, I keep giving warnings. There's four or five, six videos I talk about it in there. But this time, before the recent crash that we just had, where the market dropped, you know, yeah. Dow down, a, you know, a yeah, thousand it, it was points. dropping, yeah. Yeah, I called it days before, and I and I shouted it from the rooftop because I said this time I'm going to make it. I'm going to be emphatic about it. So I have a big video out there. It says warning, warning, warning. Literally that. If you go to YouTube, <laughs> free trading vids, look for warning, 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 and you'll see it. And I called it before it happened. Now, how do you how do you call something like that? Um, a confluence of indications that are taking place on the technicals. Set. Let me say a, you know. In my terms. In your terms. <laughs> <laughs> I look at a chart, and there is price action patterns that are statistically, can be statistically quantified. When I see a number of those on different time frames, it allows me to know that probabilities are very, very high that a certain event will take place. So that's how I'm So you almost know like your own algorithm in a way. Yeah, you, maybe you can't probably legally say that, but I, I mean. Yeah, um, it is, it's just being proficient at technical analysis to a level because most people can't get to that proficiency. Now, I don't wanna scare people, but uh, so I've uh, talked to some people and they see in our future, the near future, maybe the next five, 10 years that we're going to have a huge, huge drop in, I don't know if our economy, everything else. What's your point on that? Just to throw a question at you. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that being $18 trillion in debt here in the nation is problematic for, uh, for us. And I see that needs to be remedied somehow. And if it's not remedied, because right now it's on an exponential curve straight up, and it can't keep going. If it gets to 21 to 22 trillion, mark my words, that could be the tipping point of bad things to happen. But so it's the it's the it's the dollar that I'm concerned about. Okay, the people I talk to, same kind of outlook. It, we'll we'll go to the next part there. <laughs> we'll keep it positive. So I want to jump into Rich Dad Poor Dad. I I have yet to read it. I've had a lot of friends refer it to me. I hear it's a great book. It changed your life. Let's hear about you working for Rich Dad Poor Dad. Very good. So I was with Rich Dad Poor Dad um, b because I was working for another company that brokered a deal with them. And so we were the education arm for Rich Dad Poor Dad in both real estate and stocks. I Which was, is based off the book, right? I mean, Based off the book. Yeah. Yeah, based off the book. We bring in a higher level of education just because of our abilities and our level of education that we deliver. So uh, we connected and used his brand to sell. So we would be Rich Dad, Poor Dad um, doing a seminar 
at you know this location and people would come and then they would eventually make a decision to um, um, purchase and buy the average person the last last statistics that I received from them it's been a while since I've been with them was the average person was dropping about twenty five thousand dollars for their education which would include a mentor on average so one person if yes. I wanted to call rich dad Porter up the company get complete mentorship you're saying 25 grand yeah their package which comes with reading material and seminars and and you can bring a friend <laughs> I definitely would bring my friend <laughs> get all the knowledge you can soak that up uh, that, I think that's why my brand Grok trade Grok trade um, we come in at a much lower uh, price range because we do it in small groups instead of one person we do small groups to to um, yeah. bring the cost way down okay so what what did you take away what did you learn from being a mentor at Rich Dad Poor Dad yeah the um, one thing that I learned from that was there was a huge I learned two things. One, that there was a massive demand for people wanting to learn to take control of their own finances. Yes. Second is <laughs> too many people were losing a, a lot of money trading options when they were trading a vehicle that's highly leveraged without truly understanding how to do it. So anyway, I waved the flag that you should never trade options. Now, there's certain people can, but I'm saying stay out of options and save yourself a lot of money. There's a lot of so-called education out there that will drive you in the wrong direction, and you will have a false sense of security and you'll get hurt in the markets. The reason I'm so emphatic about that, and I'm even making a point about that, is because in my time with my students, I've mentored over 850 um, traders now. There, yeah. Yeah, they're in, in with what we're doing because yeah. they're one-on-ones. I mean, they're intimate um, trainings. Yep. Um, I probably witnessed myself a loss of 25 to $35 million of people's livelihoods. On the people you worked yeah, Before with. they came to me. So they lost this money trading options and, wow. and then thought, man, hey, I'm hurt. And they would tell me how much they're hurt. And then we would learn. So here's the short version. Learn to trade stocks first and then learn to leverage later. Oh, wow. Well, that's good. You're helping people and get them out of that hole. <laughs> yeah. So how many years were you there? I was there a couple of years. A couple of years. And then you went to do your own company? Yeah. I mean, man, when your website hits number one on Google. Oh, you can't. I <laughs> yeah. Mean, if, you t- if you just type in trading videos, I come up number one. If you type in trading education, I think trading education, I come up number one So you're too. still number one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a great They're not going to. Nobody's touching you. Yeah. Oh, no. There's plenty of competitors now. Back in the now day. Now that they hear it, wants. they're going to try oh, to yeah. take you down. <laughs> so you, you did your own podcast too. I, oh. So I want to hear this story, and this is something that really interests me because I love hearing, well, I don't love hearing it, but it, I really like when people tell their story when something goes wrong because you learn something from it, and it makes you a better person. And half the time, people don't, they just tell their successes, or they don't see the real shit that happens in the <laughs> entrepreneurship world. Yeah. And I love saying what I've done wrong because I've learned the most from it. So let's hear okay. the podcasting story that is something. Yeah. Well, um, this is a stickler. I hate, uh, yeah. So here's the problem that I ran into. Um, uh, You can find me everywhere on on YouTube, the website, everywhere, you know, the videos are out there. However, um, we started doing podcasts on iTunes. And And it's called Grok. Grok Trade. Grok Grok, Trade. G-R-O-K Trade, yep. And you can't find it at this moment. The moment that we're doing this video (laughs) or this podcast, you cannot find it. And here's why. Um, first, it grew to an enormous amount. It was very, very big. Uh, people who contacted us, and there's a ton of them, were talking about, you know, watching us on podcasts, 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 on iTunes, on iTunes. Hey, I'm on the train from New York to wherever, you know, listening every morning on my commute. You're in hundred and some countries? and Yeah, right now thousand. I have followers from 155 countries. We have followers. If they can speak broken English, they're following. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, so anyway, the podcast, we did. We started saying, wow, this must be huge. And we'd be featured, you know, hey, featured for the business. Hey, Grok Trade. And it was cool. People would say, hey, you're, you're being featured at iTunes. And 
And all this was just happening happening organically. And I was like, oh, I'd go and look, and all of a sudden our logo would be up there, you know. Oh, awesome. Super cool. Yeah, I know. So uh, we would be featured in business and in finance, investing, you know, these different areas. And what's really cool is if somebody went to, like, Jim Cramer, Mad Money, or if they went to Zach's or Bloomberg. You kill them. Yeah, they would say, hey, you might also like, and they would give three big ones. You know the big logos, three big ones? We'd always be one of them. That's awesome. Yeah, so we were killing it. And they don't give you numbers, so I don't know how many people are watching. But what happened was, here's my heartbreak. I was working with another group who did all the work for me. They put it all together and everything, and they used the third-party service that did— Uploaded? That uploaded and— all the videos and and distributed to them, and one of them had to be the iPod, you know, the iTunes. Well, the company says, "Hey, you know, we're you know we're shutting our doors, we're quitting," and they and they do that, right? I didn't think this is a big deal, and all of a sudden, I noticed that viewership dropped dramatically. It's like, whoa, what's going on here? I'm not seeing the same traction that I was seeing before in my metrics. So I go and look, and come to find out, we're disconnected. Well, what happened was we were we got inundated with people sending us emails. Hey, where's your iPod at? We can't find it. And it was a flood of them that came, you know, just boom, wow. boom, boom. And, you know, I go into panic mode. Whoa, what's something's uh-huh. broken? I contact them like, oh, man, we shut down everything. Those email, that email that we use, our business email, is now. I think they would tell you that. Yeah, it was a mistake on their part. So. I am now working directly with iTunes and trying to get that link reestablished, you know, and it, it, and it is not easy. One, it's not easy to get in contact with iTunes to that level. I've tried and they send you emails and it's like, yeah. And, 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 and then to, you would think that their uh, abilities as a, as a company and a service that they would provide would be more friendly to situations like this. So, Mm Apparently, I'm not the only one. <laughs> so, what to. what kind of timeline do you even know when you I can? Don't. How long has it been down? It's been down a while. I would um, almost six months now. Oh my man! Wow. Yeah, it's hurt. It hurts. Oh, I can't <laughs> even imagine it happened to me. Ha oh. ha! But that that just blows my mind. iTunes, yeah. why? So, tell me the effect you felt from that. Yeah. Well, what I didn't like. What any entrepreneur <laughs> will yeah. tell you is, um, uh, I didn't have control, and oh, that, I know, I hate la- when I can't control. I didn't. So that lack of control or lack of ability to be able to fix it now, that hurt me. That oh. that was, you know, a knife in the back. And so, but anyway, my livelihood certainly isn't just iTunes. But I'll tell you, it rose to be bigger than my YouTube, my website itself, you know, any other forms of, you know, you know, Facebook, any other forms of distribution of my videos, it, it, they were dwarfed by what we were. So what did you not only learn from that, but how did it, I mean, obviously what happened, what did you do to make, make a pivot and basically make it better for what happened? Well, what that forced me to do was... Uh, be more intentional because back when I first started, it was easy. I mean, we could throw up. I mean, we could throw a video up, and people were doing the distribution for us just because it was a novelty. You know, it was new. Now, uh, the saturation of content that's out there, you had to differentiate yourself somehow. So, with that, with our ratings on um, Google and other search engines. Um, I we've we didn't have to do too much different uh, because what we felt like we were doing was good. So I, I can't give you an antidote that hey we did this yeah. to pivot to make things better. Wow, that's uh, that is something there, and hopefully they fix that. Where I mean that doesn't happen to people because I know for me with the podcast, like all the work because dude, you had how many years were you podcasting uh, since two thousand and seven? Yeah, all them years podcasting yep, seven eight years so when you get back on obviously you're gonna have to have a big launch and then everybody's gonna be like yes he's back <laughs> well the issue is we could just start a new one right but the problem is no one knows about it i want my yes i want that same account to be active again definitely 
And there's where the schism is. Okay, let's jump into, this is really interesting, and this is, uh, let's talk about you working with celebrities and working with fighters, kind of what you're doing now to help people. Yeah. Well, I had a belief that, um, and I learned it from Rich Dad Poor Dad, the book. If, um, seriously, read the book. It's great. I'm going to read a, it now. Um, they believe they have audio? Uh, yes. He's on the way home uh, tomorrow. It. It'll Absolutely. Be, I'll be done with it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love that. Well, what, um, they had this quadrant thing. On the left side of the quadrant, you can have a job or self-employed. On the right side, you can be a business owner or an investor. You don't want to be on the left side. You don't want to have a J-O-B, and you don't want to be self-employed. People are like, whoa, what's the difference from self-employed or having, being a business owner on the right side of the quadrant? If you're self-employed, that means whatever work you do, you get paid for. And you can only do as much as you're able to do. Mm-hmm. That's problematic because it puts you in a box. And the idea is to be a business owner so you can scale, so you can open opportunities up and go down a different path. So it took me about two years there at Grok Trade to get my team to be able to run with the education and handle sales, handle everything. So I didn't have to anymore. Now I'm still kind of the face, even though I'm grooming Meerkat, Mark the Meerkat, who's a superstar. Uh, He's just a a monster day trader. He's super great. And I want him to be the thoroughbred, you know, so, but we still do our daily videos. Yeah, you know, to keep continuity, people. I have my fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, well, we went to. Um, so now I I have those individuals doing that. That opened up opportunity to do other things, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. So, Ken Shamrock, who is a UFC Hall of Famer, he is an MMA godfather for mixed martial arts. Uh, very well known in the mixed martial arts world in the UFC world, in the, um, and also the WWE world. Wow. He did both professional fighting uh, to help get mixed martial arts established. He came in with Hoist Gracie in UFC 1, and both of them battled it out. They have a great rivalry back then, and they helped promote, you know, and got the UFC where it is today. And they're very well-respected individuals. Yeah. So, and then later... Ken's out of doing MMA, and then he goes and does uh, WWF, and now WWE. Whole just a crazy game. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, this individual does talks. I happen to be at one of his talks, and he uh, speaks. Motivational speaker? Motivational speaker, um, but more he likes to help young, um, the youth, or young adults who are troubled. I'm going to get along with him just fine. Because yeah. he grew up uh, in a real rough. I mean, he got stabbed when he was 10 fighting. And just just And lived in a car forever. I mean, he had a bad... And he was going from foster home to foster home. And, and then all of a sudden, um, he goes into a placement home where he just thrived and, and became a fighter through there. So he... Um, has a ministry. He, he speaks at a ministry and, uh, to these uh, individuals uh, who are troubled, need direction. And he came in. We ran into each other. I made myself available to be uh, a chauffeur, you know, to bring him back and forth to the airport. Mm-hmm. One thing led to another, and he makes the comment. He goes, I need somebody like you. Because <laughs> I was just asking questions about the business, you know, monetizing a brand, you know, how, you know, and and I realized he didn't have answers to a number of the questions that I had. And he just mumbles, I need somebody like you. And uh, he, he was a celebrity with no brand to market off of what he had. He was a celebrity and had opportunities. Uh, and he just didn't know how to structure them. Yeah, he didn't have the right people around him or he didn't have a the lot ability. of celebrities. Some don't. Right. They don't think afterwards. They don't. And yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. So he contacts me and he goes, hey, can you help me with the website? Because he didn't have a website. I said, oh, yeah, I'll hook you up. So that has led to me now. I handle all of his business. I, everything goes through me now. I handle everything. So we have a, a business partnership and, and I handle the business component um, of him and his brand. So tell me, give an example of what you do with his brand to help him. Yeah. So 
what he, what I, as an entrepreneur, here's the opportunity that I saw. I thought, wow, I have a celebrity that I grew up watching. Love that, right? There's a wow factor. But it's somebody that um, wants to connect with me directly to to exploit, if you will, opportunities that are out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like awesome. <laughs> the part I love about entrepreneurship, these opportunities. Yeah. Well, what's interesting with a celebrity is they drop in their lap. And that was something that just surprised me. He told me, he goes, man, I get all these opportunities, but nothing ever happens of them. They, they just never have come to fruition. Nothing tangible happened with them. And he was frustrated by that. So he understood that. Mm-hmm. He understood that those opportunities were going to waste. And he's got this great story. Uh, maybe we come and speak, he'll talk about yeah. it. But he, he was approached for Starbucks to be an investor in Starbucks. <laughs> and, and he didn't know anything about it, didn't have people around him to know how to vet it, and passed up on it. And I thought, can you imagine coming in early on that one? But anyway, it's either here or there. Yeah. But with, with me coming in, what happens is uh, these opportunities just fall from the sky. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. And yeah. I get all these opportunities, everything from products to services to to everything. And me as an entrepreneur, I'm like, man, let's start our own company. Yeah, this let's, is awesome. Bring it in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. And it has been great. Like we just hired on an assistant just to help what we're doing, just to help with the small stuff so I can keep focused on all these opportunities. So how do you know in. all these? As an entrepreneur, we have opportunities coming every day and you got to pick and choose how do you know which ones to take yeah well the opportunities the ones see what we do and what i did with ken is i said what is it that that you want to accomplish he says one i want to maximize my brand and um and monetize it i want to monetize that and keep it relevant right and 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 two, the thing that he wanted to do was become known as the godfather of MMA. He wanted to be as a you know somebody who, when I say that, he wanted to be somebody who wanted to be known as that he cares about the sport and mm-hmm. he cares about those coming up. So we, so I had that vision. I had that understanding. Monetize the brand. And two, that he wants to give back and help out with, mm-hmm. you know, the, the next generation coming up. That, that's important to him. So with that, anytime an opportunity comes, I ask myself, does it fit into one or with both what of those? With what he wants, yeah. That's it, you know. So we're on the same page. And I got him. I mean, I understood Ken. Ken and I, we talk the same language. And, and we clicked really, really well because I, I, I'd ask probing questions, really find out where he find out where he was, what he wanted to do. And I mean, he had a great name. He has a great name. Every, all these opportunities, he's got a number of things going on. But what I have found and what he will tell you is that there's a difference from being an entrepreneur or being a mere agent or a manager. Yeah. Now, being an agent or a manager means you're basically an order taker. Hey, here's an opportunity. Let's just go with it. The difference between an entrepreneur is... We have the ability to be able to see a brand and, and let's now give it a shot of testosterone. Let's make this thing big. Let's make, let's make continuity of that brand and image. Let's package it together. And now let's, let's launch into new endeavors. Let's do, like for example, I'll give you an example. When I say a new endeavor, he is, Ken has always wanted to own his own security company, but a high-end security yeah. company. And, and, and he, be, he was a bodyguard for 50 cent a couple of years ago because really 50 cent, you gotta Mayweather, be no 50 cent Mayweather were kind of at each other. And so 50 cent said, you know what, you know, bring be my, yeah. So he was, he, he did that. And then all of a sudden, Ken, it's funny, he, he became all of a sudden the authority on security. <laughs> Jay-Z, what was funny, Jay-Z slaps like a sister-in-law or something in an elevator, you know, a couple months later. So yeah. TMZ and everybody calls Ken and says, hey, um, what, what should have happened in this scenario? What oh, happened? Why so security? Funny. So anyway, um, so he goes, I've always wanted to do that. And I said, man, let's create one. So we've um, created the entity. It's SEPA, Shamrock Executive Protection Agency. We're working with a high-ranking general um, in the military uh, on the op. So he's the leading That's general. Awesome. I, I can't tell you his name, but he's the leading general on the um, on the operative side, fighting Al Qaeda right now. Oh my! So if you do your research, you can find wow. out who it is. But he's got a pet project on the side that says, "I want my tier one guys." That's 
um, that's green, green berets, that's uh, rangers, that's seals, right? You're top uh, of the line. Yep, top tier wine guys that <laughs> that that has um, th- that are now leaving the armed forces. Yeah, going into um, the civilian role, right? Yeah, and needing a job. So his pet project is let's make sure they have jobs because it's it's uh, that's a problem. Yeah. So um, we're in contact with them. Matter of fact, we were supposed to go to Iraq, but we had the, this fight recently with Kimbo Slice. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, but we're still, I think we're going to uh, go over at some point uh, with the USO. But wait, you, the fight with Kimbo Slice. Yeah. The, the, the Kimbo Slice. Yeah. Kimbo Slice, <laughs> the YouTube sensation. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Everybody knows them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just fought him. What was that like? Well, um, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. See, what's interesting with that is Ken uh, is 51 and he's been out of, he hasn't fought anybody in like seven years, a long time. Yeah. And he just made mention to me once. He goes, man, I'd fight Kimbo Slice. Oh, I man. said, you're kidding. Because I heard he just signed up <laughs> this big uh, Bellator promotion. And, and I said, well, that's all. Let's I said, do I, it. Yeah. I said, can I pull on that thread? And he says, he says yeah, absolutely. And um, so I went and put that fight together. I, I called uh, Scott Coker, president of of Bellator and said, Hey, Ken Shamrock will fight Kimbo. And he's like, you're kidding. And I said, Nope. And he goes, so we made it happen. Yeah. That is awesome, and man. And what makes it really cool is it broke all records. We hit a 2.4 million rating on, on TV on that um, event. It was huge. They were the, they were the fight of the night. And, uh, where was this at? St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. Wow. It was awesome. So, Broke all sorts of records. Just sm- that is just awesome. Good for business, too. UFC in the yeah. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. So tell me, you get that? Like all that amazed me. You got the security company. You're doing fights with Kimbo Slice. Now tell me with the celebrity aspect, how you plan to help others with business? Because what I always preach to people is you got to create your own celebrity status because people buy into that. They do, and whether whatever business it is, whatever business it is. You have to be a celebrity in it because they will go to you. Yeah. Well, this you're you're touching on something here that's um, really important. What what we have found is with celebrities, celebrities will peak, and yep. and then after that, I mean, when they're out of the spotlight and the cameras aren't in their faces anymore, their brand starts to wane. It starts to wither. Mm-hmm. And so their value drops. And what most celebrities uh, fail to do, unfortunately, is be able to plan for the drop. So they make good, wise lifestyle decisions, as far as monetarily speaking, to take that on through life. So, you know, there's longevity in lifestyle, right? So, definitely. So, what most people do is they find themselves in a lot of trouble. They they have this huge follow. Best example is like football players. They say majority of them after three years after they retire, they're broke because they live on the same level and they don't really plan afterwards. And what I can't believe is they don't monetize their whole following, which is huge. Just huge. They don't see it. They don't understand it. They want to do what they're doing right now. As far as I'm concerned with Ken, great. Do what you do. If you're going to fight again, great. We'll make that happen, which we're working on another cool fight coming up. Can you say who? <laughs> can't. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> really cool stuff. But, you know, great. Do your thing. But here's where I think people are wrong. The, the problem is because I, I read those same statistics and those same articles that you're reading about athletes mm-hmm. and, or people that win the lottery. I mean, if they say you put 100 people you know, out on an island and two of them, you know, were rich before mm-hmm. and agree, yeah. that you put them and give them all equal everything that the two people who were rich before will be rich again. Mm-hmm. And the and 98 of them who are poor will be poor again. And it's for good reasons because of practices, understanding and, and how to do things. you got to be savvy. you got to play offense in the market. Yes. In this economy, you got to play offense. And so with that, what we don't want to do is keep doing what, everybody has been doing before and that is having just a manager or just an agent taking orders no we got to go beyond that what we need to do is start building income streams that bring residual income in and how do you do that 
by monetizing your base. It's easily done for an entrepreneur, but very few people are true entrepreneurs. But so I got talking to Ken. Ken and I, we talk. He's like, man, I'm so glad to have you on board, Des. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you, Ken, for making my life easy. <laughs> yeah. It was just a commensal relationship that met a uh, the value. the synergy and you guys together oh. just boom boom and so that I I knew it I I saw the writing but you know we I've been working with him over a year now we have several businesses now we're major stockholders of a of a of a company that's um it's the stock symbol is NGCG it's a pink sheet company that we have big high hopes for what okay everybody doing, buy it now <laughs> well the um. It's 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 a company that adds hemp proteins into drink mixes and uh, and, and different things. So they have pork rinds, they have peanuts, they have drink mixes. Um, nothing with THC or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. um, kids can drink it, but it's 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 hemp, right? We're we're looking at doing maybe hemp coffee soon. So oh yeah, yeah. So hemp infused. Um, so we have big hopes for it. So we now we're big, uh, big shareholders in, in that company. He'll be the face of it. We were part owners of uh, the world's largest amateur fight league, Fighter Source. We have wow. um, a mouth guard that's coming out with new technologies that will help. Um, Dude, I'm going to pitch you my product, the Arctic Stick, next. Awesome. <laughs> it's for fitness and working out. Oh, I was like, right? Yeah. Love it. We're going to go it's all like together. The shake yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so you you guys obviously monetize off that celebrity status. Yeah. Now, do you help other people? Do you connect a celebrity? Well, this and- is what we're wanting to do. The The idea, and we're, and we're building this infrastructure right now as we speak, is we want to start putting celebrities with entrepreneurs oh i love it and let there bring be, it on let it be a marriage between that celebrity and that entrepreneur just to do one thing maximize that brand maximize it and monetize it you want to do both that that is genius is because it? i i look at some of these celebrities i'm like just let me work with you i'll blow you, you kill up it. man you will i will make you millions yeah. millions like because they get to that point yeah and then People, it doesn't matter just because who they are. They right. buy. Yep. They buy from it. Well, we have a proven model now. We have, the model um, has worked out perfectly. I, I just wish there were more of us doing it. So mm-hmm. now we're going to make that happen. So what we're looking for are real entrepreneurs. So we're trying to put together a, some sort of um, testing that will weed out people who aren't true entrepreneurs. Oh, the entrepreneurs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, somebody that can really be creative, see an opportunity, and make something happen from a vision. And some people can do it, but most people can't. Most people can have a vision, but there's never any tangible traction to that. You know, So I need somebody that can think, put together plans, see opportunities, and make I'm already getting excited about this, man. Awesome <laughs> I because, see it. Because when you have a, a celebrity, you've got somebody. I mean, when I walk through, I can't be, I can't walk anywhere with Ken without stopping a hundred times to take pictures and sign autographs. I mean, the people flock in. The idea is to take that celebrity status and have a new marriage with a dynamic entrepreneur who can make that brand explode by building multiple streams of income, building residual income off of that. Dude, it, you got me sold. Where do I sign? I mean, where, where do I sign? I mean, I'm working on my celebrity status, but for me to get a celebrity and do it, I'll blow that shit up. Yeah. That, well, let me tell you, Randy, <laughs> um, what's cool about this is as, a, as an entrepreneur, I mean, we're always having to – make things happen yeah. and it's always a struggle and we're always tweaking and making you know a better mousetrap and doing it differently man if you want your life to be easy peasy is hook up with somebody that everybody worships if they yep. worship that man or woman you will be amazed by how easy your job now is just to pick out the best ones get rid of the bad ones and take what they were hoping to do and make it even better because of your involvement. 
Dude, I'm sold. I love it. Hey, man, I know we're running out of time. I could talk to you forever and I'll talk to you a little bit afterwards. But first off, you know, you guys are talking about coming. We're doing an event in 2016, Young Entrepreneur Convention. We're looking to have over 10,000 young entrepreneurs. And you're into that stuff. Maybe get you and Ken come to speak and, you know... You know, maybe this is an option. Maybe we can get a fight lined up. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I got a couple MMA friends. They're professionals, but I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but that, that might be an idea. I love fights. <laughs> no, I love to see. Well, Ken might rough one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think you could pay enough for him. But, <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, um, yeah how cool would that be? You that know, would Ken be and awesome. Coming in and doing a talk and talking specifically about... Yeah. You know, putting entrepreneurs together with celebrities and 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 taking. You know, I try to tell people that. So I help people try to get their celebrity status. I always say on TV when I go, I talk this morning on TV and for crowdfunding. I'm big in crowdfunding. Donald Trump, Taylor Swift, NBC Shark Tank, Mark Cuban. They could all have overnight success of crowdfunding. Why? They're celebrities. Everybody knows Boom. them. Anybody else? They have to create their own celebrity status. But if you have that celebrity. Combine it with an entrepreneur with a dream. For a campaign, you make millions. You they do it. For an idea, whatever. You so got it. You create that celebrity status, and how much easier would it be if you just find a celebrity and instead of being like me, work your ass off to yeah. get to that? <laughs> well, it's funny. You brought up an interesting point there. Um, that's right. I mean, you get it. You see Oh, this. I get it. Yeah. You brought up Mark Cuban. If, if you don't know about it yet, there's an app that he developed called CyberDust. And I know one of his business partners. He's 28. He was on Shark Tank. Yeah, oh, fantastic. he was on the show. Oh, cool. Yeah. What's his name? Do you know? Uh, Dallas Robinson. Oh, okay. Kiss Sticks. Yeah. yeah, cool. Well, what's cool? What's cool with um, CyberDust is um, that allowed me to be able. To, I can. I talk directly with Mark, so we go back and forth talking about his. You do? Yes. What's interesting? You can. What's interesting with um, CyberDust is you're able to connect anybody that's on there now it's i don't know if they'll reply back to you but mark has been because he knows who ken shamrock is which opened up another door right but he's a he's a great trader like he was talking to vix and some other things i'll spare you right so because of that i was like whoa i'm impressed so (laughs) we got talking back and forth a little bit so what's cool is um, if you don't use CyberDust, I don't know why I have nothing, uh, there's no involvement here, but if you don't use it, I would highly recommend it. it's more of a professional Snapchat and a lot of lawyers and people in business yeah. are using it. So it's just, just an for, app you download. It's an app that you download, but it, uh, doing it's, it right a, now. <laughs> it's about security and it's about, um, just privacy. And when you're dealing in the professional world with celebrities, you need to keep, uh, your communications with people, uh, fairly private. So, um, that I Dude, use CyberDust. That's awesome. Yeah. So where can people find you They for anything with stock or obviously you're the go-to guy, number one search engine, or if they yeah. want to find anything else, you're doing a celebrity status. I mean, to find me, all you want to do is just type in trading videos on, on Google and you'll come up right there, but man. look for Grok trade, look for Grok trade, look for free online trading education.com or free trading videos.com. But when it comes to Ken Shamrock, KenShamrock.com. And anyway, we and we deal with a lot of other businesses outside of that, but those are the ways you can contact me directly. I'll put that all on the blog as well. And when you guys do have the podcast go back up, I'll even announce that. And definitely maybe we'll do a podcast show before we do the speaking engagement. We get the whole crowd if we can get that lined up and cool. promote as much as we can. I love what you're doing. Dude, it's so smart. And I try to preach this to others. I help others with their brand. Awesome. And then I see... It's like, just get a celebrity. Yeah. Become a celebrity. That, yeah. So anyways, hey, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure, Brandon. You got, you're killing it at your age, <laughs> Dude, man. I'm hey, impressed. Hey, <laughs> I, I love this stuff, especially when I get to meet somebody like you. And, dude, we understand. Yeah. We get it. We get it. Now, everybody listening, get it. Understand it. Because this is what you need to do if you want to become a big player in this world. You got to be a celebrity. Become a celebrity. Make your own celebrity status. Or, hey, just call him. The guy right here, he will make it happen. (laughs) That's it for today's show, guys. Thanks for listening. In the meantime, go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable. Because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. Have a great day, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show with Des Woodruff. 
This guy is amazing. He He's a very unique individual. He had a great story. There's so many things I learned from this show, and I, I'm going back to listen to it again with the stock market and even his story with how Ken was a body card for 50 Cent. Man, it just blows my mind, all the connections he has. Even with, with Cyberdust, how he talks with Mark Cuban. I mean, just... Can you believe that? This this guy is awesome. And to mention, he's going to be speaking at our event, the Young Entrepreneur Convention. Him and Ken Shamrock are going to be there. They're going to come speak at our event, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. They're going to talk about their experiences and also how they're helping celebrities and entrepreneurs combine together to help take their business to a whole nother level. The idea is awesome. I told them, where do I sign up? I want to be a part of it. They have a genius idea there. And also, please check out his other stuff at freetradingvideos.com. And also, check out Ken at kenshamrock.com. I'm going to have all that listed on the blog. Go to brandontadams.com, and I'll have the links there and also some pictures of me and Dez and uh, some other cool stuff there. So you're going to want to check that out. That's brandontadams.com. That's it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And in the meantime, go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. Have a great day, everybody.